We'd like to thank the Omni Hotel at downtown Austin for this amazing podcast space. Say something. I'm looking up what they Jesus want me to say. Jesus Christ. The Omni Hotel downtown is an amazing hotel that's recently been renovated. They have this podcast room that anybody can come in, use the equipment at the Omni Hotel. At the Omni Hotel. This podcast room features gorgeous. Gorgeous velvet walls. Velvet sound bouncing barrel walls. As you can see, there's also a big TV here, so you could put something on there. We'll be screening next week's Succession and live right podcasting here. it right here at the Omni downtown. We just turn our chairs around and we're watching We're like, episode. wow, did you just see wow. Shiv do that? Man, I can't believe Greg. <laughs> It'll be called the Back of Our Heads podcast. So big shout out to the Omni. Thank you so much for having us. Let's say it together. One, two, three. So, so big, big shout out, out to the, the Omni. Omni. Thank, Thank you so much for having us. I think then, we crushed it. Yeah, I think we did really, really good. I think that was a perfect time. It's another podcast for your ears to consume. You can play it in the background while you clean your room. It's funny and wholesome with relatable guests. The host isn't famous, but he's doing his best. And now it's starting. The podcast is starting right now. Welcome to Too Hot in the Mic, the only podcast where the host is always hotter than the guest. Oh my god, I didn't know that was the premise. I no, love that. It's usually the guest is always hotter than the host, but I thought I'd change it up today. Is that okay? okay no, fuck you. <laughs> Just fucking rude. So okay. every other guest, every other one of your roommates. Why can't whatever. I have an episode where I'm the hotter one? Well, maybe you should interview yourself. Do your little green screen. Today's illustrious guest has been known for several commercials. Mm -hmm. Public.com. Advanced Auto Parts. Advanced Auto Parts. Guaranteed Rate. Guaranteed Rate. With Lucas. Hello Cube. Pillow Without Cube. Lucas. Without Lucas. Thanks Misgivings. Thanks Misgivings. And an upcoming iFly video big i fly girl we have tiff nav social also known as gabe's wife gabe's wife tiffany navarro lipton, lipton. you're better known online as tiff nav is yeah. that correct it's true is that fair to say it's fair to say and it's um it it started out as a dark a dark joke that i wasn't happy about i really? didn't like it well i think there were these two girls <laughs> in high school you think there were well, I, this is the story I've written in my head. Okay. So a little something about me is I'll make up a story and then it will become true and then I'll tell everyone about it. And that's just how I believe things. Mm -hmm. So I think that there were these two girls who were a little bit older than me in high school and they were trying to make fun of me. And so I think that they called me Tiffnap, which isn't really like a bullying thing. It's not like fat fuck or like <laughs> stupid idiot. Yeah, it's like, just the first three letters of your first, name yeah. and then the first three letters of, of your last, last name. name. Um, but they would say it like, oh, is that Tiffnap? And I always felt like, well, it sounded like they're saying, oh, is that dumb thought? And I was like, okay, I hate myself. So anyways, they called me Tiffnap and then it kind of stuck. And then in college, I made it my Instagram name. Because um, I was going to take it back. Yeah, you're going to take it back. You're going to reclaim it. I was going to reclaim tip nap. Um, but it also could have just been a term of endearment, but I just figured everyone was bullying me. So I thought it was them being mean. Um, and then in college, it really took off. But it also sort of had a new iteration, which was teat, which I also did not like. <laughs> I was like, do not call me teat. Yeah, but you reclaimed but it But then instantly. I reclaimed teat later, yeah. and I was like, I am teat. Yeah, I it was made your it reclamation. My yeah, it was your reclamation era. Yeah. <laughs> my, re my reclamation. There was the Renaissance. <laughs> there was the Victorian era. Mm -hmm. Baroque. The Baroque. And then the reclamation and era. And the reclamation era, um, which was everything after mm -hmm. Baroque. 
Yeah, I remember on during college. That's when we became friends. Was during college. Mm-hmm. You would go through different iterations of Tiff Nav on Instagram. You go Tiff Nav Soccer Mommy, Tiff yeah. Nav Bridesmaid, Tiff Nav. Un- it's always an underscore. Tiff Nav underscore Vegas Baby. Tiff Nav underscore Sugar Baby. Mm-hmm. Tiff Nav underscore Thanksgiving. <laughs> Tiff Nav underscore Gobble Gobble was one for a mm-hmm. while. Um, yeah, I would change my name all the time, but then I started to get worried that someone would take Tiff Nav. Oh, because you would vacate Because I had spot. Tiff Nav underscore gobble gobble, and were, then someone would take Tiff Nav, and I'd no longer ever be able to be Tiff Nav. You were afraid somebody would reclaim, reclaim Tiff, Nav. Tiff Nav. Yeah, but now I'm Tiff Nav Lipton something, Tiff Nav underscore Lipton, and so, or Dot Lipton. Because you're married. Because I'm married, and I had to take my husband's name to be a good wife. And um, so now anyone could take Tiff Nav. So if you take it, I'll probably have to buy it from you one day. So do you think that was your first foray into internet comedy? Was do this meta thing of changing your username? Yeah, kind of. I think the username was like part of the overall greater scheme I had. So I have had this scheme for a long time, and I do feel like I've accomplished it. So I used to have a Finsta. Finstas were a big thing. Big thing in college. And you know, you have a private Finsta where you post horrible shit, and you talk about your exes, and you post funny pictures, and you post ugly pictures, and things that you don't want on main, as now the Gen Zers call it. You've got main and you've got spam. Yeah, because there used to be a big worry about people like subtweeting and being horny on main. <laughs> <laughs> And we that did, was such a big concern for the community. Yes, and so we wanted to make sure we weren't horny or yeah. uh, subtweeting. So we had Finstas yeah. that only followed other Finstas. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had like a Finsta community. Yeah. And so, um, so I had a Finsta for a while, and there were some things on the Finsta that are unspeakable. It's true. So my scheme was to one day have my oh, it does. She clicks. Okay, it was, my scheme was to have my main Instagram become my Finsta through a series of years and years and years of getting my audience comfortable with me posting crazy shit on my Instagram page. Mm -hmm. And so that it wasn't like all of a sudden Tiff's gone off the rails. It was just like, oh, Tiffany's just a silly, in a silly goofy mood on the internet. And so, yeah, changing my username was part of that. Like posting really weird Instagram stories. I did a lot of fake blogging because like I love influencers and I love the internet. And so I love, I earnestly with all my heart and soul consume content constantly where people are like, get ready with me for a day on the beach in Miami. (laughs) We're going on a yacht. How much I spend in a day getting my extensions done, my nails done, my eyebrows done, breast implants, ass implants, (laughs) new shoes, shopping at (laughs) Gucci. For this weekend at Coachella. For this weekend at Coachella, I'm wearing these jeans that cost $5,000. Like, you love that. I love that content. And so I loved making fun of it as like, like one time I got the stomach flu really bad mm-hmm. and I made a series of like, get, <laughs> it was no, it was, it was what I eat in a day after I just threw up <laughs> for six hours. And it was like, today I'll be eating two saltines <laughs> and a quarter of a banana. And so I just like love doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the internet, like that stuff's always been there, but I was never friends with people who were doing that. So I felt like I was kind of like the outlier. And now it feels like totally mainstream. Like everyone I'm surrounded by is always like doing funny, silly, like goofy things on the internet. And so it feels like, yeah, it's just like normal now. Yeah, you were a pioneer. I was a pioneer of internet comedy. And then everyone <laughs> took it. And now we're going to reclaim, reclaim. it. We're going to be doing very serious Instagram posts. It's only going to yeah. be like, happy birthday, mom. Yeah. 
and that's it. Like White Woman's Instagram by Bo Burnham. Yes. That's going to be my full pivot. We're going to go back. Yes. So five years from now, expect unironic, just photos with grainy, grainy uh, Using the edits, Instagram filters. Using the Instagram yeah. filters on them. Um, and your full name, Tiffany Marie Tiffany Navarro Lipton. And then it's going to be like my, my, my uh, what's it called? Social security number? <laughs> Is. No, my bio on Instagram would be like um, dog mom. Jesus freak. Philippines 2565. But that doesn't mean I don't enjoy my wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dog mom, wine lover. Philippines 2565. Don't talk to me till I've had my coffee. And yeah. that'll be me. I wish I had done what you had done and slowly started incorporating jokes into my Instagram. It's not that I thought it was precious. I just didn't know it was like a place to like post comedic stuff yeah because i was like well everybody from my high school's on there yeah everybody from my church group yeah and it's just like what am i gonna do like am i gonna post a video of me saying ass <gasps> see i fortunately never had that problem mm-hmm. never had a church group everyone in my high school was a degenerate and then i got to baylor mm-hmm. and it was like i was the degenerate i was like mm-hmm. oh my god i'm the worst person here and i wasn't but i kind of like was it. it felt like i was but yeah i i think that there is like a lot of people feel like social media in general is very precious because there is part of it like you put it on the internet and like it's there forever and that's scary and so i can understand that and um my roommate in college my hot roommate brooke oh brooke your hot roommate brooke my hot roommate um she did this project in class once because she was studying to be a teacher where they had to track down their internet footprint and she like came home from school one day and was like wow like i really don't have that much of an internet footprint like i googled my name and like it was like actually kind of hard to find me and i was like huh like i should do that and i like googled me and i was like god i'm not on there enough like yeah. I'm, i like scrolled down and i was like god i'm not to the bottom of the page like i gotta rank myself higher that'd be my worst nightmare <laughs> google myself and nothing shows and up and nothing shows up and so i was like oh interesting like i I own a really large internet footprint, but that was like, yeah, I just hadn't thought about that before. But now I'm like, eh, just post it all. Yeah. Because now it's like, uh, my following is more um, people who know me for comedy than people who knew me from... Yeah. And um, it's like a career path you're taking. You know? And I think that from like early on on Instagram, just doing theater, like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I still don't know what I want to do, but I knew that I wanted to like entertain people or make people laugh, even if it was just my friends and family, which it just is and was, you know, those people. And so, yeah, I've just like liked that part of the internet because my favorite people to follow on the internet are people who are like totally unhinged and like post super funny like crazy shit whether they're doing like characters or they have like a recurring bit or you know they post pop culture stuff like that's the stuff that I like to follow and so it's what I've consumed so much that now it's just like all that I have to share. I mean what is that Instagram profile you just showed me where it's just the computer? Yeah. That was so great. That was um, a guy who is a comedian here in Austin. And yeah, it's like since 2015, all he's posted are is like a picture of his laptop at work and it just is working. And he'll do it like every few months. It's just like such a great recurring bit. Just to fully dedicate one Instagram to that. Yeah. Are you ready for the first segment? Do you feel warmed up? I feel so warmed up. Wait, also, I just need to make a quick plug. I got this Stanley Cup this week. Also because I was influenced by my hot roommate, Brooke. Oh my God, I talked about her twice on the podcast. It might be this is the fully Brooke show. Brooke the hot roommate. This is a show. podcast about Brooke, my hot roommate. Uh, can we talk about her? Let's just let's just get into it. But um, her and her husband both have the big Stanley Cups. And when I was just at their house, and I was like, that is drama. 
but big Stanley Cup. Why is it drama? This is not the big one. This is the thirty ounce. They have a forty ounce one. Yeah, I, that's not even a water burger medium. I couldn't even commit to the larger one because I was like, that just looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I got this one, and then all my other girly whirly friends, they all had Stanley Cups, and they were all like, you gotta get them. It's the best water cup ever. So what what makes it so much better than another water cup? I have no fucking clue because I have a Yeti that's kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. but it didn't come with a straw. So I'm thinking that might be part of it. The straw's a little bigger, so mm-hmm. you get a little bit more volume of water. Mm-hmm. And I think also part of it is like the financial commitment of buying a water bottle of this size. You're like, I have to drink water now. Mm-hmm. I've I've already I've invested money, mm-hmm. and now I have to drink water. Um, and I guess it's so big that it's not so easy to lose. How many of those do you drink a day? Well, I've only had it for three days. Okay, so the past three days, what's been the what's been so the average? Yesterday, I probably did three. You drink three whole of those? Yeah, but Brooke told me that of her 40 ounce that you're supposed to drink three of those a day. How many times are you pissing? (laughs) A lot more than I used to. (laughs) Let's just say... Let's just say... I'm peeing more frequently now. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think being dehydrated is one of the big causes of all of my medical problems that I have. I have a lot of medical problems. That's fair. And so, yeah, I think drinking more water is going to help me. So I figured I'd buy the cup, see what happens. Maybe I'll lose it in two weeks. And then I'll be like, got to go back to the old cup, the old glass cup from the cupboard. You know what? I'll say I like the color. I like the cream. Yeah, I thought it was kind of neutral. This episode is sponsored by Stanley. We have to legally say that. (laughs) Yeah. They're paying us one cup. Yeah, they're paying us one cup per episode. Um, Stanley Cup, uh, the cup to keep you drinking. (laughs) It's wet. It's wet, Stanley. It's wet. All right, so our first segment, now that we're warmed up, let's get a little fired up. Okay. I'm scared. No, don't be scared. You gotta be confident for this. I'm confident. This section is called the beef. So the beef is a section where you get to call out anybody. Okay. Anybody you're upset about, specifically on the internet. Okay. That you might know or have seen their content, and you're like, this person is a fight on site. We want to stir up some drama because drama engages, engages the, the audience. audience. Correct. So who's um, your fight on site? Fight on site. Well, my answer, I didn't want to fight them. I just wanted to be their friend. But I'm going to just say my answer anyways. Because mm-hmm. my media training on Google that I Googled before this told me regardless of the message, <laughs> no, regardless of the, of the question, question, you get your message across. That's so right. I'm going to answer the question I want to answer. Um, okay, so my beef is with, so the only podcast I've ever listened to is the Brooke and Connor podcast. Mm. And I've only listened to maybe 10 episodes. But truly, don't listen to any other podcast. I can't possibly fathom finding the time to listen to something. So if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> go you. Whoa. <laughs> you're you're doing a lot. You have the financial security to be <laughs> to listening listen to, to a podcast. podcast. Congratulations, you've done it. You're amazing. Um, so yeah, the Brooke and Connor podcast, I've listened to it to a few times um, doing laundry. Mm-hmm. And Brooke and Connor... You're in your husband's laundry. Sorry, I was doing my husband's laundry because I'm you. a good wife. Mm-hmm. And Let's just put that on the record. Tiffany yeah. is a good wife. She is a good, loving, faithful wife. Thank you. Okay, so Brooke and Connor, TikTok stars, so funny, mm-hmm. some of the first people I followed. And what I love about the internet, and what I wonder if people feel about Egg Party, because not that we're that famous, but we post a ton of shit, and between the six of us, like there's so much of us on the internet, that I had this feeling with Brooke and Connor when I would watch their content where I was like, I know I would be great friends with them. Mm-hmm. Like I know if we could just get a beer together, we would have so much fun. The parasocial relationship. The parasocial relationship. Was and so intense. it's. 
And and I feel that way. That's been like a running joke I've had for a long time. Maybe it's not just me. Maybe lots of people talk this way. But I consume someone's content online and I'm like, they're my friend. Like the, the Kardashian Jenners, they're all my friends. I know so much about what's going on in their mm -hmm. lives. Sometimes I know more about what's going on with them than I do with people who are actually my friends because they're not online. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, how am I gonna keep up with your day to day? That's true. So anyways, Burke and Connor formed a very strong parasocial relationship with them. Um, and every time they post something funny, I'm, I'm out here responding on Instagram. Ha ha, I love this. Ha ha, so funny. And I'm responding to people all the time online on Instagram DMs, and they're never responding back. They've got millions of followers. They don't know about me. But if I ever got into a situation where I became a colleague of theirs mm -hmm. and they followed me on Instagram, instantly, Mortified. I would be so mortified at Why? all because I have messaged celebrities and Brooke and Connor so many times online mm -hmm. on Instagram that if they ever found out, it would be and like I have to catch myself and like stop myself from responding to people's stories because I'm like. So you're afraid like you guys will actually become friends. You'll they'll follow you back, and then one day they'll be like, "Oh, let me message Tiffany," and they'll see that you've sent forty messages to oh, them for years. You know, like Zac Efron, Pedro Pascal. I'm always in there, hey baby, <laughs> love you, love this, love this look on you. Like, really I'm messaging scared. people all the time because I because they're my friends. Yeah, you you're know? just trying to support them. I'm just trying to support my friends the way that I hope my friends would support me. You're willing to fight them because they have not they haven't taken the step. Back. They haven't taken the step to complete the parasocial, not to make it not parasocial. Yeah. Where's the real social relationship? Yeah, so um, yeah, the ones I worry about more are the people who I could, in theory, one day maybe be mm. in a social setting where I was around them. I'm not so worried about Zac Efron or Pedro Pascal because mm -hmm. like a girl can dream, but mm -hmm. you know, it's maybe not super realistic. Um, but I mean, all the TikTokers that we follow, like sketch comedy groups on TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's like other comedians our age. Yeah. And it's like, hey, come yeah. on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, Sarah Squirm saw saw her show. It's like yeah, two that's weekends my ago. Friend. If she ever taps back, like she's gonna think I'm a freak. I know. So that is my. Um, so maybe I need to fight myself. Maybe I have beef with myself that I keep messaging these people. But I do have a little beef with the Brooke and Connor podcast because I would like them to be my friends one day. Yeah. So you're willing to fight them to make. I'm willing them to fight them fight. and Cody Cohen and Noel Miller. Like they were just like the Brooke and Connor parasocial relationship I had before TikTok. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I would be best friends with those guys. Yeah, you're just getting closer and closer. You're like, okay, maybe not Cody and Noel. <laughs> like maybe the next gen yeah. behind Brooke and Connor, whoever uh -huh. like the next people that th they adopt will be, will be, will be us. <gasps> That'd be crazy. Guys, I have a great idea. Form parasocial relationships with us. With us, yeah. If, if they could form parasocial relationships with us, then all we'd have to do is meet in person. Do you ever have a stranger message you on Instagram? Yeah, I've had a few. And do you respond? Sometimes if their message is nice. That's fair. Um, I'll respond, but then if they start messaging me a lot, I kind of stop responding. But it's not a lot of people. It's not mm. like I'm so popular that I can't keep up with all the DMs. I had that girl, <laughs> this is not really par kind of a parasocial relationship, mm. but remember that girl in college? Mm -hmm. The big teat fan? <laughs> the big teat fan. So this girl came to one of our improv shows and she had printed out a big head no, she didn't come to the show. She came with a poster that said, I love teat. Mm, big poster. And no one else brought signs or like no. did anything like that at G-Trip. So it was very... It's a big theater. It's not like only 15 people are watching our improv show. We used to sell out... I think the theater holds like 200 people. We would sell at huge theaters for improv. It was a very weird scenario. Yeah. 
So she brought a poster, holding it up. I love teat. Yeah, and so obviously after the show, I like went up to her and I was like, "Who are you? Like, why did you bring this poster? That's awesome! I love attention." And um, got to meet her. Her name's Courtney. Mm. She's so sweet. And then I think she, I think like at the end of the semester, she was going to travel abroad, and so she took a picture and emailed it to me. And it was her sitting on her stairs with a big head that she had printed out of my face. And she was like, hey, like I'm studying abroad and I'm leaving today, so I'm not able to come to the last YouTube show, but I wanted you to know I was gonna bring this if I could make it. And that was awesome. That was the most famous I have ever felt. And how long ago was that? 100 years. <laughs> seven years ago? Yeah, it was like seven years it's ago. It's been downhill It's been since so then. downhill since that then. That sucks. But you know, not everything is gonna, sometimes it's just gonna, <laughs> yeah. It's not always gonna, <laughs> It's going to sometimes... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? As the old story there goes. goes. Yeah. Speaking of old stories, do you like that transition? I love that transition. You were one of the first advocates for TikTok. In the world. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Musical.ly was not even cold on the table. Mm -hmm. And you were like, hey, I think TikTok's going to be something. Yeah. So when I worked, so I worked for this furniture store in Spokane. And my boss and me, we were both really big followers of this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, who is like a media mogul mm -hmm. talking head. He he runs this amazing marketing agency. He's probably watching right now. He's probably watching this podcast. Um, he has his own podcast and books. Anyways, um, big fan of his and he puts out so much content and he had this theory that was like, you need to be putting out seven to 10 pieces of content a day, especially if you're a business. And like, if you're a creator, you should be doing that to grow your own brand. But if you're a business that has like money on the line, you should be putting out that much content because if it doesn't hit, it doesn't fucking matter. Just keep going and keep making more stuff. And he, so I'm a big fan of his and he was talking about TikTok. And anything Gary Vee said, I was like, okay, downloading immediately. So I download TikTok. I can like remember this so clearly. I was at my dad's house laying in bed and I downloaded TikTok and I like opened the app and everyone knows the first 24 hours you have TikTok, it is a free for all. It is terrifying. You never know what you're you gonna get. You never know what you're gonna get. You never know what videos you're going to get because the algorithm hasn't gotten to know you yet yeah. on an instrument level. It's giving you Bryce Hall and then it's also giving you- <laughs> Pimple popping videos. Pimple popping, middle-aged woman. Middle-aged woman. Duetting a shirtless <laughs> video. <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah. chopping wood. Yes, it's like, it's just the full gamut. And like prank videos, crime videos, which I'm also, crime. I've also kind of made the full circle of TikTok where like that was like day one of TikTok and now I'm back on like <laughs> crazy, like anyways. Um, and so I downloaded TikTok and I'm scrolling and I'm just like, this is crazy. And then I come across none other than Miss Charlie D'Amelio who, um, you know, she had maybe 10,000 followers at that time. It was like, this you was- You saw Charlie D'Amelio 10,000 followers? <laughs> I don't know. I might just be making that up. That's maybe total bullshit. No, but it's true This now. was like in August or September of 2019. Cause it was right before I moved to Spokane and I moved in October. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was like August or September of 2019. Wait, that timeline doesn't work out. It was before I worked for Wallaroos actually. Wow. So I was a bit of Gary Fees for a long time. Listen to this, Gary. Listen to this, Gary. So yes, no, it was in 2019 because it was before TikTok had really taken off. It was before, it was pre-pandemic. Crazy. Mm -hmm. It was pre-pandemic. And so, yeah, I was watching her video and I was like, oh, this is that girl that he was talking about. And so I immediately started just, you know, getting on TikTok, kind of scrolling. And I started seeing people are making like comedy videos and stuff. And I was like, Lucas, like you have to get on TikTok and start making comedy videos. And I told Noah, you've got to get on TikTok and start making comedy videos. And Caroline, who I wasn't really good friends with at the time, cause we had never gone to school together. I just knew of her and we like knew each other briefly. And I was also like, you should be making TikTok videos. So I was a big fan of TikTok. 
like right when I saw it. And then when I started working for the furniture company, I might have my timeline all wrong. That's okay. I'm like, what year was this and when was this? It's a very confusing time. And then Wallaroos wanted to start getting on TikTok, which is the furniture company. And so I started becoming like their content creator. And I kind of moved from being like a social media manager position to just being their TikTok content creator. And I was putting out tons and tons of videos and I got to see what TikTok can do for a small business. And it was like really cool to see that as well. So I had been seeing like the creator side of things and then what TikTok can do for businesses. And then my friends started getting on TikTok mm -hmm. and that was really exciting. I, I recall very clearly the day I got laid off very early into the pandemic. Like, right at the beginning of March. <laughs> They're like, this guy, he's first on the chopping block. Essential worker? No. <laughs> I was I was chopped very quickly. But I was editing right before then, and the person I was editing for was like, hey, like, I want to start making, like, my videos, my YouTube videos into TikTok content. And I was, like, trying to do research. I remember you were telling me about it. And after I got fired, I was like, hey, maybe I'll keep, like, I'll keep looking into this. And I remember, like, yeah, starting to find people that I really vibed with or people that were doing comedy. And I was like, all right. I remember texting in our group text, be like, hey, I'm going to give this, like, a real try. And now here we are. And now here we are. Yeah, and I love what TikTok can do for individuals, like, people who want to have creative outlets, you know. And I feel like the beginning of TikTok, like, and, and still I think the, like, overarching thing thing that people who aren't on the app think about it is they're like, oh, it's just teenagers dancing. And like, it was teenagers dancing for a while, but like I grew up dancing and I fucking love watching dance videos. So you think you can dance YouTube? I'm on there when I was little. Oh my God, I loved watching those dances over and over and over again. And so this was like the, so you think you can dance YouTube channel, but it was giving me so much more content. Mm -hmm. And so I loved watching all the dancing videos. Were and you then, big into America's Next Best Dance Crew? What? You never heard of that show? Um, was that where the Jabberwockies became famous? Yeah. I saw the Jabberwockies in Vegas, but I... <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I used to watch America's Best Next America's Best Next Dance Crew. Best Dance Crew. So I was into dancing as well. <laughs> Tell me more about you being into dance. I just wanted to Who relate to you. Who are some of your you. favorite dancers? Um, on America's Next Best Dance Crew? Yeah. I only remember the Jabberwockies because I think they're the only ones who really made it. Yeah, I and I don't even know that I found out about the Jabberwockies from that, but maybe I did. That sounds logical. They had really cool challenges where it'd be like magic and they would have to like incorporate a magic trick into their dance. They had the masks, right? Jabberwockies did, yes. Sorry, I have to burp. If you have to burp, burp into the mic. If you don't cut that out of the fucking episode, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Oh. My, um, team, my team will be suing you. Okay. Speaking of my team, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of people walking. Um, Anyways, the job. So yeah, I was into dancing as well. You were into dancing. I was into dancing. We both learned that TikTok dance together. Oh yes, Tiffany tried to teach me a TikTok dance just a couple months ago. Fucked up my ankle. <laughs> I could not walk for like two days afterwards. It was we never recorded just like, it. Kick, kick, front. Kick, kick, we back. We never even front, recorded back. it. I know, but now I had to teach it to everyone. It was a whole process. Anyways, love dancing, love So You Think You Can Dance, love the Jabberwockies, saw them in Vegas when I was 15, too young to drink in Vegas. Cut to 2019, I'm watching Charlie D'Amelio, I love the dancing videos. I start realizing that, you know, there's so many other things on TikTok, and I think like everyone slowly had that realization, but people were so fucking mean to me about me telling people to get on TikTok. Yeah. You and Caroline and Noah were all naysayers. Y'all were like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's selling out. Selling out, quote for quote. Also, I didn't say selling out. Also, doing ads. From the beginning, I've been like, why the 
fuck would you not do ads? Get your bag. That's and, and I've I, always done ads. I know you've always done ads, but Caroline did not want to do ads. That's true. She didn't. <laughs> Beef. And <laughs> and because I've also worked on the business side of things, like it's so valuable to have a creator with an engaged audience make content for a business. And so it is not like a not mutually beneficial relationship. And obviously, like there are tiers to that, like finding pairs that work well and like yeah. your audience has you know you have certain products that you can advertise that are really good for your audience like august is a period product company that just launched in target great period products by the mm -hmm. way but like you wouldn't be a good person for our august to advertise with why why not just because my audience is mostly young boys <laughs> is that why is that why um but anyways, I love ads. That's also something that I've like totally advocated for my friends doing all the time. I'm like, any ads, say yes. And now it's like so fun to be at a point where you can like turn stuff down. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, I don't want to make your gambling mobile game ad. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's right for me or my audience. Yeah. But yeah, big TikTok fan. I love what it can do for individuals. I love what it can do for creative people as like a creative outlet. And I also love what it does for businesses. Like I think organic content that businesses can make on TikTok that makes them super like relatable and funny and interesting to just like the average Joe is like such a cool and like fun space to be in. So uh, Drumstick, the ice cream, uh -huh. posted this video the other day, which is like the cat one. <laughs> I'll just play it now. No, don't turn me into a hat. But I think that's so funny. I already love drumsticks, but like now I'm thinking about it all the time because that video is so funny. Yeah. And I like see all the time people being like, oh, I'm the Gen Z person that like this huge brand hired to make their TikToks. And it's like good for those brands for like having the like wherewithal. Wherewithal. The wherewithal for having the wherewithal to like pivot into that. You know? It's mm -hmm. just, yeah, I just love it. And like, you know, there are so many brands that are famous online for doing this like scrub daddy and like i think poppy did a really good job of it too duolingo duolingo yeah like those people are like iconic they're mm. like the wendy's twitter yeah wendy's twitter <laughs> they were they're the tiktok version of wendy's the TikTok twitter version of wendy's twitter so yeah i just love tiktok and i love what it does for people and when they were going to take it away i was really scared me too honestly i was like i'll be fine but i'm just going to be depressed <clears throat> for like two months yeah hot take i don't know if there's a hot take section of the podcast but hot take is that i do think that not even a hot take um but i think that youtube shorts is like right on the t right on the tails of you TikTok. Think so? yeah I don't think they have it quite figured out as yet, and I don't think it's as sexy. Mm -hmm. Like TikTok is sexy because like, oh, I can get a million views, and like there's a whole community, and it's been now like three years of like it building, but I think YouTube Shorts has that potential if TikTok were to go away. Yeah, I think it has longevity because people are going there for videos anyways. Yeah. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, yeah. consider subscribing. And give me a kiss. Because I'll keep posting YouTube shorts and give Tiffany a kiss. Subscribe and give me a kiss. And don't forget to drink Stanley. Stanley. Sponsored by Stanley. Get we wet. have to legally say that. Stanley Cups, get wet. Uh, let's move forward. So you were there at the pioneering of TikTok. Yeah. And we, we fast forward another year ahead. You're still in Spokane, Washington. Yeah. How are you doing? Oh, so sad, so, so cold. Sad. No, I loved living in Spokane. It was so beautiful. And mm -hmm. the people, all of our friends there are so much better than my friends in Texas. <laughs> 
No, I loved all of our friends in Spokane and we had so much fun and we got to play music and make music videos and I got to meet all these punks and I got to go to punk shows in my little loafers and it yeah, was so if fun. You, if you don't know, Spokane is the home. It's of- the capital of meth. In the country. Well, it's the, it's, it's, it's the, uh, people, I think people did, say that Washington punk, is like the birthplace of punk, punk? but yeah. do not put that in the podcast because that could be really like, Google that first. I do not know if no, that's true. No, they say that. That's an absolute fact. It's an absolute truth. Spokane, um, Washington, but invented But I think punk? Nirvana came from Seattle. Mm-hmm. I don't know fuck about shit, so I don't know that that's no, true. No, let's keep saying bands <laughs> that came from Seattle. No, but um, I do think Metallica Nirvana, it was a big deal. Um, oh, I do know that there's a band called Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Nope, that's a TV show. <laughs> um, Sunday, Sunny, Sun. Never mind, no, I'm not no, going to no. say that. There was, anyways, loved Spokane. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful and great. Unfortunate that we moved there five months before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. Still had a wonderful time there. Was scrolling TikTok. Was encouraging my friends from afar to make TikToks. Mm-hmm. Couldn't make them myself. Still can't. Why? Can only make them for businesses. Yeah, what, is there because a personal? Because I don't want to be vulnerable. <laughs> and you think it has, you have to be vulnerable? Are you afraid you're gonna fail? No, I worried? just really fucking hate editing. And I know editing is such a big part of the job, but I cannot be bothered to sit at a computer. It's so meticulous. Why don't you just do I'm one take? I'm more of a big picture girl. Um, I don't know. Big picture girl. We're Haven't gone to that picture. Story. No, I like managing egg party. I like making sure egg party does its little thingies. Okay, yeah, let's, well, let's talk about Egg Party. Let's okay, move forward to the creation of Egg Party. Because I don't think I really delved into Egg Party on the podcast yeah. before. Yeah, greatest thing that's ever happened. To who? You? To the world. Oh, to everyone. Yeah, I think Egg Party is going to cure the hunger crisis. <laughs> egg Party is going to cure the hunger games. Egg Party is going to stop food deserts. Yeah, we're tired of it. I hate to say it. I'm tired of the food, food deserts. Let me lay out the story for you. Mm-hmm. It's 2021. Wow. It's the summer of 2021. June, what July, and August. What a weird summer. What a crazy summer that was. The weather in Spokane is way better than it is in Texas. And Gabe and I are sitting on our couch. And we just keep FaceTiming our good friends, Lucas McCuchin, Colby Jacobs, Noah Aldrefa, and Caroline Munsell, and Lillian Cooper. Shout out to Lillian Cooper. Shout out to Lillian Cooper. They Not couldn't be a part of Egg Party because... Unofficial, official Egg Party members. Cooper had to also, be a doctor. Yeah, Cooper had to be a doctor and help people. I mean, they had to live in Chicago, the home of comedy. The home of Anyways, um, so I was always, we were always FaceTiming our friends. And we were like, have you guys heard of the Hype House? They're a bunch of sexy teens living together, making content, mm-hmm. and they have these rules in place in their house. It's like a utopia where you have to film a certain amount of content to stay in the house. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them didn't even live there. But they had all these sponsors, and these sponsors would pay their rent in these multi-million dollar homes in Los Angeles. And they would just make a bunch of content, all get famous, use each other's fame to boost each other's fame. And I was like, this guy, I think his name is Thomas, I don't know. The, the guy who started yeah. the Hype House, fucking genius. Like such a smart idea. And these things have existed before, like YouTube group have done similar mm-hmm. things. Um, team 10. Team 10. Shout the fuck out to how Team are, 10. How are all my Team 10ers doing out <laughs> how right now? the fuck are you guys? Um, and, you know, before YouTube, there were artist communes, mm-hmm. cults. Yes. This goes back. This goes way back. Millennia. Whorehouses. <laughs> 
And I'll be honest, when Tiffany was telling me this, I said, you had me by at sexy teens. I'll say that. <laughs> at sexy teens, I was like, I'm but in. But anyways, love the hype house. Like, love to hate watch the hype house. Mm-hmm. Um, and loved all the drama. That Like, I think that's a big thing that Egg Party is missing is all the, like... Interpersonal drama. Interpersonal drama that's, like, online. Being like, aired out. Like, couples fighting and, like, breakup scandals reported by Page Six. Like, we're just not there yet, but yeah. paparazzi chasing these kids down. Like, it's fucked up the things that these kids have gone through. But I think that we're missing, like, a drama element. But anyways, saw the Hype House. We all started FaceTiming each other, and we were like, giggle, giggle, fart. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be so silly? Wouldn't it be crazy if we all, like, moved in together into a house and like literally like made a hype house but we were all like grown people with jobs and we wanted to make comedy and And I feel like that was like so exciting yeah and I think it really solidified once we found the house that nobody asked for yes and it was like people closer to our age not sexy teens unfortunately just sexy grown ups just sexy young adults and And they were doing comedy. They were doing sketches and stuff. And I was like, oh, wait, this is way more the format that we want to do. Because the Hype House had a lot of failings in the sense that, like, um, these kids never wanted to make the branded videos. And that was, like, an issue. Whereas the house nobody asked for or wanted. I can't remember what it was called. but The house nobody asked for. Yeah. They were just making comedy. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what we wanted. And what I loved about them is that they seemed like a group of friends who actually liked each other. They all seemed like funny people individually. And like some of them had bigger followings than the others, but like you got to see like poor Caroline, rich Caroline. Like mm-hmm. I fucking love her as a creator. She's so funny. And then like seeing her, I had already seen her videos and then seeing her be a part of the house that nobody asked for, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm. And like that funny guy who always blurs his feet in the videos. Like, Billy, yeah. Yeah, love him, too. love him too. So there's like so many funny people and the house that nobody asked for. And yeah, so seeing that, it kind of seemed like, oh, like maybe we don't need Bang Energy to sponsor us to be and pay our $20,000 a month rent to be able to mm-hmm. do this. Because I remember seeing one of their videos where they were like, we all decided during the pandemic that we would move to like rural Las Vegas. Yeah. And they bought a house or they rented a house with like a stripper pole in it. But it was like a huge house that I think they said they used to shoot porn in. Which is fine by us. Fine by us. And similar to the home we live in now. But um, yeah, but like seeing people, yeah, do it, it it felt tangible. Mm -hmm. And so then came the part of like, okay, we have like this, these two like high level ideas of how egg party or how this thing could work. So now how do we like actually put it into place? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of led us to being like, you know, and Colby were already in Austin and I'm from Austin. Shout out Spicewood. (laughs) Shout out to Spicewood. You know, me and Gabe were totally like down to move to Austin. Caroline was excited to move to Austin. So Austin felt like the place. The time felt like the end of October. I think y'all had the ability to get out of your lease by Mm -hmm. then. So it was just kind of like, okay, that seems like a good time. We have the time, we have the place. Now we need the place to live. So then y'all were in Austin, so y'all were able to like meet up with this realtor that I found online Mm -hmm. and go tour some houses. And we got rejected from a few houses that we would have fit in, all six of us. Yes, because people don't want just a bunch of young adults living together. They want single household families, families. but you're not allowed to discriminate against us. So they would turn us down for other reasons. Yeah. So in Texas, you, it looks like a thing. I don't know the fucking law, but the law looked like you, like six non-related adults was like the maximum amount of people that were allowed to live in a house together and still be protected by the law, whatever that fucking Thank God. Thank God. So we hit the magic number. And so, yeah, our realtor really kind of went to bat for us too, because people would reject us and they'd be like, oh, like we only want family 
families in our neighborhood or whatever, but they would come up with some other reason. Uh-huh. And like, a realtor. Like, oh, I, I can't have that many people on the lease or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and the realtor would be like, I'm going to report them. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> shout out awesome. to her. Her. Sandy? Sandy sounds right. I think right. so. Sandy. And hey, Sandy, if you're watching this, I'm sorry for not remembering your full name. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to be watching this podcast. You never know. You do never know. Okay, but then cut to Jay. Jay? Shout out to Jay. Should we get, should we get Jay's Venmo up on the screen real <laughs> quick? Pay Jay. Pay our rent to Jay. Um, <laughs> but um, we finally found a house and a landlord that was like surprisingly kind of stoked to have us. Like he he was just like, cool, yeah, like mm-hmm. keep Austin weird, do your thing. Um, and so we were able to have, you know, six cars in the parking lot, which was a big deal. We were able to have six non-related adults, which was a big deal. Three dogs. Three dogs, which was a big deal. Um, we have a backyard and a garage and a music room, the rumpus room. Mm-hmm. We, you know, and so it just kind of, we found this like perfect house that we all fit in, which was huge in a great area of Austin that we love. And here's um, our address. Here's our address. Send fan mail to this address. Or just, the, or just come. Oh, but yeah, put up the PO box. <laughs> yeah, so we found the house and then it was just a matter of like getting our shit down to Texas um, and getting y'all shit across the street and getting Caroline shit from Louisiana and moving in together. We had a small following at that time beforehand, like some of you, us. You, Caroline, and, and I think Noah. Noah. Yeah, Noah yeah. had started by then for sure. And it's, Wallaroos had 12,000 followers. Wallaroos Furniture. Wallaroos Furniture from Spokane, Washington. A company having 12,000 followers. A furniture company in Spokane, Washington. Yeah. Uh, truly remarkable. Yeah. I feel like, you know how like sometimes you like see an old movie and it's like, they're talking about like $100. You're like, how much is that in real dollars? Yeah. So it's like, how much is a furniture company Having in Spokane, 12, Washington, having 12,000 followers worth. For like a, just a young comedian. Yeah. And it's like, I think you had a million followers. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, y'all had like a, like good followings on TikTok. I think you had like 100,000, didn't you? I think I had you? roughly 100,000. And I think Caroline did too. Yeah. So we were like, we got this little base. So yeah, y'all had, and I think that, and like with Colby and you being partners, like she got to be firsthand at seeing you make a lot of the content and being a lot of the content with you. Um, same thing with Noah, cause like the three of y'all live together. So y'all got to experience making that content together. Caroline was making her own content. I was making content for the furniture company and Gabe is like a film person. And so he was making content, just different kinds of content, mm-hmm. music videos and short film and whatever. And so, yeah, so then we all kind of get into the house together and within the first week or so, we're like, okay, we need to pick a name for like whatever this project's going to be and we floated a lot of ideas yeah and i feel like that's a question i've had people ask me quite a bit is like why egg party like why did you name it egg party mm. and, and there's like, not a great reason no it's just one of the ones where we i think had five votes on yeah it was like five yays and one indifferent yeah and i think that we we were all at chili's mm-hmm. everyone brought their names and i think one of the names that gabe had brought was eggs and snail eggs and snail because it was a twist because, on snl yes it sort of sounded like snl so it was called eggs and snail and so it kept just riffing different snails. And snail we kept being like snail, eggs. like egg, egg, egg group, egg party. Oh, well, we were like chili party. Chili party. We were at Chili's yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're like egg party. No, we said party egg party first. Party egg. And we're like, ooh. That sounds good. And then we were like egg party. That sounds better. That sounds better. Do you remember any of your suggestions that you had brought? I still have the list. Really? Yeah, I have the list of all the suggestions. I remember Gabe. As the keeper. Yeah, Gabe wanted to just make up a word it wouldn't blunk blunk house blunk house that's right this is big this is exclusive content if you give a fuck about egg party our comedy group um okay content cove thank god we didn't go with that break it out world's worst 
that was a game we played. Which is a, yeah, yeah, an improv, an improv game, game, which is kind of cute. Yeah, world's worst wouldn't. It's kind of like uh, self-deprecating in like mm-hmm. a fun, sexy way. Um, sometime next week. That was mine. See you next week. That was a riff on mine. Not to be confused with See You Next Tuesday. Yeah, it was kind of, it was up there. No But, which I also kind of like. Yeah, No But was also riffed on improv. Yes and, No um, But. We're What's Left. That's funny. Blunk House. Blunk House was the made up word, yeah. Nearby Parking. Yeah, some of them we tried to think of what would be funny to see on flyers. Yeah. That would be misleading. <laughs> so it would be like nearby parking or like free groceries, stuff like that. And then Really Good Kisser. Ooh, Really Good Kisser. Yeah. Well, then we would have been competing with 24 Hour 24 Kiss, hour kiss Club, Club. which been... just disbanded. I saw that. So sad. Poor one out. It's because they all, um, their careers are all taking off, so it's a good reason for something to end. Yeah, good for them. Um, we're happy for y'all. Yeah, we're fucking happy Congrats. for you guys. Good job. That's my beef. If I see any member of 24 Hour Kiss Club, former <laughs> member, if I see any of them in the streets. Yeah, punch them in the dick. Yeah. Sorry, I was on good fight last night, so I got a raunchy mouth this morning. Yeah. Um, anyways, so those were our list of names. We landed on Egg Party. We all were, like, excited about it. Mm-hmm. Felt good. Another big issue we had was making sure, no, like, it wasn't taken on all the platforms. Th- yes. So that we could get Egg Party on, like, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, yada, yada, yada. There was a short film. Yeah, there's a short film called The Egg, Egg Party. Party. But I think it's about infertility. So I think it's kind of like a sad, serious film. Different than our vibe. And then also on YouTube, we have had trouble SEOing on YouTube if you've never been able to find us because there's a thing called Egg Party. It's like little kids toys. It's like little kids, these videos that are like 12 minutes long. We can't fucking compete with these. We can't fucking compete. They have millions of views and they're just like absolutely wild. Um, but anyways, egg party felt good. We felt excited about it. We also liked that there was like good imagery with it. Mm. Eggs, parties, yeah. house. <laughs> the three people, words. The three words together. And then we were like, okay, now we have a name. It's time to make our first video. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit about you. And it was a little bit about me. It was called Tiffany's in a Meeting. Based on my meetings with Walrus. That's right. Let's play a clip. Let's play a clip. Hey, we have to try to be quiet. Tiffany's in a meeting. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. It's okay. Sorry, I didn't know. It's okay. Caroline! No, Tiffany's in a meeting. No, we just did the same thing. It's okay, guys. Kobe! Yes! Wow. Wow. That was amazing. And that video, being our very first video, went viral. Yeah. Went sort of viral. Baby viral. Over 700,000 views. Yeah. And so that obviously gave us the fucking confidence boost. It gave us the rock hard confidence <laughs> that we needed. Exactly. To keep this, let's keep these good vibes going. Yeah, I love that thought. sound on TikTok. So yeah, our first video did really well. That was really exciting. We were all so excited about it. Because wasn't it like the first day it didn't do well and then the second day it kind of like popped off? Yeah, the first day it got like... 1500 views and we're like that's okay yeah it's okay it's fine hey we, I, we're gonna keep going it's it's not our last video it's just our first we're gonna yeah, keep going we're gonna keep going and then yeah and then it like really took off so it made us feel really excited and good and then we kind of had a group meeting so like that's something else about egg party that i think maybe conducts differently than just like other improv troops and maybe other improv troops do this but we have weekly meetings mm-hmm. kind of like business meetings where we all sit together in our living room and we talk about like high level things like at the beginning we wanted to talk about how many videos a week do we want to make like what's our process going to be like on making the videos what's our goal what do we want to get our out goal? of this yeah like you know what does everyone want to happen from this experience Experience. Because, you know, living together, the six of us and three dogs in Jay's house is not like it's not something long term that we can do forever. But it feel, but right now feels like such an exciting, awesome time to be able to do something like this that we wanted to make sure that we were like reaping max benefits from mm-hmm. this 
time and treating it like an incubator or like something that we're gonna, you know, work extra hard to try to get cool things out of it. So yeah, we had set our goals on what kind of videos and how many videos we wanted to make and talked about our process on making them, you know, and now it's been like a year and a half of egg party. We've just kind of refined and made little punch ups to our plan. It's kind of great because Originally, it's like, I think we even set for ourselves a success. Like, yes, of course, we would love for this to build into something, but we just want to make this kind of videos with each other because we just find it the most fun and the funniest thing we've ever done. I remember sitting around the computer when we were first editing Tiffany's in a meeting and we were just playing Gabe saying, my popcorn. My popcorn! My popcorn! (laughs) We were just watching it over and over again, laughing so hard. And that's what like we wanted. That was everything we wanted. If we had never gotten any followers on Egg Party, I think we would still be making it. Yeah. And still be just so, so happy and proud of the stuff we've made. Yeah. Um, And Tiffany's been our manager. I have always found myself enjoying like being a producer, being a stage manager, being a director, like being on that side of things a hell of a lot more than I like writing. You hate right, which is such a big part of comedy. Who knew? Tiffany's um, great at pitching ideas. Yeah, I and love, that's writing. Yeah, but everyone Def- physically, it's write. not r- putting pen to paper or finger to key. It's different. Um, but yes, I love the management of stuff. I love like helping creative people achieve their goals because some creative people are kind of like, and um, and then some people are like. Um, yeah, so yeah, I just feel like we also have just a really fun group. We all really like making each other laugh. And and a little more backstory that I think is important for Egg Party, another thing, because I've had people ask me like, so you all live together, like how did you all find each other? So we all went to college together at Baylor. We were all theater majors at Baylor, which was like a very close-knit, tight-knit community. Baylor, if you want to sponsor this (laughs) podcast or Egg Party in general, or just me individually. Please email us at eggpartyparty at gmail.com. We all went to Baylor, we were all theater majors, and then we were all in the improv group at Baylor called Gorilla Troop. Mm-hmm. And that's where we all, you know, really spent a lot of time because, you know, everyone, college is crazy for everyone. You go to class till five, or I guess we would have crew from like three to five. Mm -hmm. So you have class till three, you have crew till five, then you would have rehearsal if you were in a main stage play. From six to 10. From six to 10. So you have that like one hour break to like go get Fazoli's. And then you have rehearsal from six to 10 and then G Troop rehearsal would be from 10.30 to 12, which is like insane to think about that schedule now as the sleepiest woman in America. How the fuck did I wake up and go to class and then go home at 12.30? And then do my work. And then do do your homework once you got home. It's just insane. So like shout out to all the theater majors all over the planet who are grinded to chase their dreams. Yeah, eat Fazoli's at 5.30. And then go eat cookies at 12.30. Yeah, and then go hang out at Tiffany's house and eat four cookies <laughs> so Crazy yeah life. so and obviously yeah we and i think all of us like we like loved college and had problems with college i feel like everyone has that experience for different reasons but one of the really wonderful things that i loved about baylor theater was this community of people who were also like wanting to do the thing mm-hmm. um and so yeah we were all in an improv group together we all had like keen interests in comedy to want to keep doing it um and lots of world famous comedians have come from gorilla troop notable ones are garrett williams garrett bad boy williams kima bob kima bob world famous comedian world famous because she is huge in london yeah and those are the two world famous well com- uh, not comedian but actress oh yeah 
Allison Tolman. Allison Tolman. Was well, started G Troop. G Troop alumni. And Lucas is going to put up all their pictures and IMDb pages yes. in the edit. It's going to look like an obituary. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, loved G Troop. We all loved, you know, G Troop. And that was, like, such a fun thing to be a part of together. And then, yeah, cut to egg party. That's how we all kind of knew each other. Um, yeah. And that's kind of our, our meet cute. This next section is called You Popped Off. We're talking about our most viral moment. Since we've been talking about Egg Party, do you have any ideas what Egg Party's most viral moment was off the Um, top of your head? I do, because I live, sleep, and breathe Egg Party. Um, I think Egg Party's most viral video was our Buttons video. The success of Bunny the Dog on TikTok. Egg Party Laboratories is very excited to introduce the future of men expressing their emotions. Noah, sad. That was great. That was great, Noah. Thank Noah, you. Noah, good okay. job. And I think it has like 7 million views. It's up there. I'm not 6. sure. 6.6, 6.8. I'll check. You keep talking about <sighs> Please it. Please check. Um, but yeah, the Buttons video was a video that Lucas had the idea for. And Lucas kind of led that. So something we like to do in Egg Party is like we have different people lead different videos. And a lot of our videos, most of our videos are super, super collaborative. So it doesn't feel like it's just one person's project. Mm -hmm. But we usually have like a leader of the video who helps us get it done and get it posted. So yeah. 7.9. Oh, shit. 7.9. 7.9. It's really kind of grown, I feel like, since we've posted it little by little. That's the great thing about sketch comedy is that people like one video. They're like, hey, I might like your other sketches. So they go back and watch other stuff. And that was just like a crazy experience. We had never had anything go like that viral before. Mm -hmm. Um, Was it Total Frat Move? Who like took Stole our video it. and posted it on their Facebook page, if and I it was see anybody yeah from total, total frat, frat move. move. You're busted. Um, no TFM, and it's really not total frat move as the company, though I have my problems. It's the fucking intern at Total Frat Move who's doing the unpaid internship, posting their shit, posting content. They're just stealing content, and then <laughs> if they get caught, they're like, "Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, we'll tag you." So they took our video, like removed the watermark so someone like worked hard to do that Mm -hmm. took our video removed the watermark posted it on their facebook page it got it was the best performing video on their facebook page for a while and we had someone send it to us and was like hey total frat move posted your video that's so cool and then we went and looked at it and we were like why the fuck didn't they tag us like that sucks it sucks so bad when companies do that and most of them at least have a process where they're like oh we really like your video can you share it will you fill out Mm -hmm. this form and give us like permission and then upload it here and they just basically say like we're not gonna pay you because like why the fuck would we pay you any of our tons of money but can we at least get your consent and permission to post your video and we'll give you a little like shout out on the internet yeah they are making money from it yeah totally and no credit and no credit to us which is so shitty and it's such a it's like a way bigger platform like they're a whole media company and we're Mm. just like some creators that have like oh we've got six thousand followers like you know so yeah, it all was shitty. Um, but there were some other like um, meme accounts and like people who shared our videos. Um, and it's always exciting when you see somebody share, like, hold on, wait, have you ever talked about when Joe Jonas shared your video on his Instagram on your podcast? No, I've never talked Holy about shit, it. Holy shit, that was, let's talk about that viral moment. That was the best day of my life. That's what I was gonna say. It was like, whenever we posted buttons, like a lot of people like we looked up to, like Brittany Broski or like, you know, like other comedians that we liked on TikTok liked the video and followed us and were like freaking out yeah. and stuff like that. And I had a video where I, well, it was like a green screen video of me at the mall. And um, yeah, Joe Jonas, my favorite <laughs> Jonas brother. married to Sophie, Sophie Turner, Turner, which is a way bigger deal. Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner's husband. <laughs> Sophie Turner's husband shared Lucas's video. No credit. 
No, okay. What if he removed my watermark? Wouldn't that be crazy? No, he was a he's a good guy about it. That was a really really crazy moment. Yeah, that was so cool. And it's also just so funny being on the internet. Like like this shit's so dumb, but it's like so it's like just these little moments of like oh like this is so cool. You know, it's just like so exciting. Yeah. So that was Egg Party's most viral moment was the buttons video. So far, we've also so had far. some giants. But some yeah, the um, American, American Wizards did really well too. I think that has like almost six million views. Also, I love that those two videos are the ones that have gone viral because the audience sometimes is so split yeah. between what they're thinking that we mean. Yeah. Like on the political spectrum. Totally. Some that. people think like we yeah. mean like we are gun toting. Yeah. And like, oh, women suck, right? Totally. And the buttons <laughs> video was so funny because it's one of those things where it's like, if you get it, you get it. And a lot of people on the internet do not get it at all. Yeah. And so there were all these people on extreme ends of political beliefs that were commenting and sharing our video being like with our gaslighting video it was the same thing too like every comment is someone being like <laughs> every radical feminist ever and it's like fuck you dude like get off my video but like like subscribe <laughs> thank you for the engagement <laughs> thank you for the engagement but don't fucking comment on it so um yeah it's really funny but i feel like sketch comedy is supposed to kind of do that like it's yeah. supposed to maybe not say something but at least like shine a light on you know i don't know i guess it's not yeah. bad to start a conversation isn't that what art's about yeah that's what art's about but yeah, i mean it is vulnerable yeah. you know there is like a scary factor to that where like am i gonna be misconstrued yeah and are people gonna hate me because yeah. i made this joke or people like take your video and then like weaponize it against something that you don't agree with exactly yeah and so i think that's something we like have learned or just experienced now that we've had some videos go out to such a wide audience you're like whoa <laughs> the way people like uh, the media literacy towards my yeah. content can vary so wildly. Totally. I don't remember who, if it was someone in the house or something I watched online, but I heard this advice that was like, if your video goes beyond like 100,000 views, you should just literally imagine all of the comments and like, commentary on your video is just like robots like it's not real mm -hmm. because when, when you have something that goes out to that scale like you don't know who you're talking to it and it's it's yeah. just impossible to filter that and and it's important to not let it like affect you personally because like I, you know people aren't meant to be like judged by hundreds of thousands of people constantly every day. And that's why like circling back to like me being obsessed with influencers, like you watch this life cycle of influencers where they're like getting popular and it's all good things. And then they start popping off and all these like great brand deals start coming in and all these amazing opportunities start coming in. And then they say something wrong or they make a misstep or they, or something comes out about them. And then it's like, it's not like, you know, if I did something to hurt your feelings, you could be like, hey, Tiffany, that hurt my feelings. But if an influencer does something you have hundreds or millions of people being like fuck you you should die kill yourself like just saying yeah. the most horrible things ever and so it's crazy to be at that kind of scale but still be on the internet because i feel like celebrities have a certain amount of distance distance yeah. from the plebs that internet people just don't have because those are the people who made you what you are uh -huh. so it's like a scary yeah thing. it's like thank you for putting me up on this pedestal or saying like you like what i'm doing but at any time they can just, tip. yeah. And that's just cancel culture, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you just can't say anything in comedy anymore. Yeah. It's time for Lucas's Big Ask. <gasps> I'm scared. Are you scared? Okay, here it comes. Okay. Today's Lucas's Big Ask is... It sounds like you're saying Lucas's Big Ass. What? Today on Lucas's Big Ass. Boing, 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 boing. It sounds like that? 
Yeah. That wasn't your intention? It was not my intention. Sounds like it was. Okay, so today's Lucas's big ask is, can I have $20? I Venmoed you 12 for the yard yesterday, so that was just paying you back. <laughs> um, okay, my final answer is no deal. <laughs> No, I'm not giving you $20. That's fair. All right, that was Lucas's big ask. Now we're on to Lucas's slightly smaller ask. Lucas's smaller ask. Will you vacuum my room later today? I have a counter question before I can answer that. Okay. Did you get the Easter egg that said one maid service of your room? No, Noah found that. Shit, so now I'm gonna have to vacuum Noah and your room? It, Noah will probably never. No, he won't listen to this and he, he will not remember he will that he not got that. He not take advantage of that coupon. Okay, I'll vacuum your room, but you have to pick everything up off the floor. I will not pick a <laughs> single thing up off the what floor. If I, did? I will go around it's it. It's just littered everywhere, just. Yeah, I'll vacuum the entry. <laughs> Terry's napkins, not the bags, just napkins everywhere. And you're like, well, I gotta go around yeah, this. Yeah, I won't pick a single thing up off the floor, but I will vacuum <laughs> the three feet in front of your bed and the three feet on the side of your bed. Okay, I'll take it. Okay. And that was Lucas's slightly smaller ask. Now it's time for Tiffany's big ass. Uh-oh. Okay. My big ass is... Um, this has never happened before. It hasn't? No, no one's How ever... has no one thought of that? I don't know. A bunch of fucking idiots. Amateurs. Um, okay, my big ask is, will you buy me a new car? I will with today's sponsor, Subaru. Subaru. <laughs> No, I don't want a Subaru. With our, doors, new, with our Subaru new sponsor, Outback. Maserati. Oh, Tesla. Maserati. Tesla. Tesla. They're based in Austin. No, I don't want a Tesla. Why not? I don't know. They look uncomfortable. No, JT Barnett, my other favorite influencer, I've got 50. Mm -hmm. He was just talking about how much he loves his Tesla. Yeah, of course he is. Because he's a techie guy. Yeah. It's like, okay, ooh, Gary V. This? this is what I actually Fair. want. Don't talk shit about Gary Ooh, V. Ooh, these Teslas. Okay, this is actually the car that I want that Lucas is going to buy for me. I want a hybrid Toyota RAV4, black exterior, black interior, blacked out rims, and I want a subwoofer in the trunk. And we will get that with today's sponsor, Toyota. Toyota. Thank you, Toyota, for sponsoring this video. Um, if you guys are interested in getting a Toyota, you can go to where they sell them. You can go to toyota.com. And pick out your own Toyota. Backslash egg party drives. To get 0% off, but a custom egg party decal. decal. Okay, actually something that Toyota should sponsor us on, just as I'm, we're coming up with ideas here. Uh -huh. um, we have this concept for the egg carton. Yes, the egg carton, which is a six-seater. And six I think a Toyota would be a great egg carton. Mm -hmm. Take it away, Lucas. So we love Toyota here. Um, we um, Colby has a Toyota, right? She has a 4Runner. Yeah. Which is a fantastic car. So reliable. The handling, the tires, the steering wheel. We love it all. But the only problem is... With six people, it's hard to take one car because there's not usually six seats. Is that correct? That is correct. Is that fair to say? You gotta stick someone in the trunk. That's exactly right. And, which and it's is, always gonna be it's, Caroline. It's always gonna be Caroline and she gets motion sick, let me tell you. She is puking in the back of the car every time. And so what we need is a six-seater car yep. that would be called the egg carton. Because it would transfer the eggs safely from one destination to another. Because I'm sure that Toyota has a list of safety features that are top of oh, the Oh, uh-oh. What's coming down uh -oh. from the top of the screen right now? It's a list of... A list of all Toyota safety, safety features. features. Wow, Toyota. Wow. So that's my big ask, but I also have a small ask. Okay. Okay, my small ask is, will you remove the tree from the backyard? Yes, one a branch fell from the neighbor's yard into our backyard, and we need to dispose of it. But it landed straight up, so it just 
just looked like a full tree sprouted <laughs> yeah, in our backyard by the fence. But I was thinking that that would be a real something you'd be really good at. I would be really good at that. I love making tinder for like chores. All right. I think that was a very good warm up for our next section, which warm is warm up. Oh my god. It was our improv section. Oh, I I have um actually done a little improv. Before. Yeah, you mentioned earlier you're part of an improv troupe in college. You've done improv on the collegiate level. Yes, I'm a collegiate improviser. We were D three. No, Baylor's D one. We were not an improv. Oh, I we're see. D three D one is based on how good you are. I thought it was just based on the size of the school. Yeah, that's maybe true. All right, we were D one. We're D one. We were D one improv. Other than Giggle Squad, which was UTs, they were also D one. Giggle Squad. Giggle pants. Giggle pants. Other than Giggle Pants, UT's improv group. They yeah. were probably also D1. And we used to play against them a lot. Undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated. In the classic undefeated. improv. Actually, there is some improv games. I'm playing on a show on Saturday that's like an improv elimination show. This episode will come out two weeks after that show, but I'll put right here what plays Tiffany got. Yeah! Okay, we're doing improv. Okay. How do we get a suggestion? So... Um, we can do just a random word generator. Okay. You just get one word, or you can tell me a story about something that happened to you this last week. Let me burp. Yeah, I say, if you don't burp directly into the mic, I'm going to get mad. Um, okay, let me think if I have any stories that aren't traumatic. I'll just pull up the random word yeah, generator. Yeah, I think random word generator is the way to go. <laughs> All of these are just too traumatic. <laughs> Everything that's happened to me in the past few weeks has not been funny. All right, let's see. Okay, and the word is dun 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 dun. The word dun. is elephant. Okay, I hate words like that. Okay. No, it's good. We gotta use it. Well, can we address the elephant in the room? I think we should. I think we should. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but um, me and Tiffany used to be married. Yeah. Um, it was really, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to the therapist actually. I just want to talk to you if that's okay. I, okay. I can't mention the therapist. I'm paying for therapy. Yes, I can't talk to the You can pay the for therapy. therapy, but you can talk to your ex-wife. Okay. Sorry. Um, you sit over there. We're just going to talk to each other apparently. So yes, we used to be married when we were very young. Yeah. We were Le- 16. The legal age of marriage, which is 16, 16 and in a Texas. half. And... And we were married for six months. I just don't know why you're always bringing age into it. I, those were the best. Because, L- Lucas, I want you to know that I was young, dumb, young, dumb, and broke. I know. I know you were young, dumb, and broke, and I, was, I wasn't. And I know that created a power dynamic between us because I was rich, smart. And, but you were also young. And I was also young, so that was the one thing we had in common. The one thing we had in common and the one reason why it was legal and okay that we were both 16 and a half when we got married. Yes, and I remember... But you divorcing me on my 17th birthday? Yeah. That's that's devastating. Well, I want you to know that the only reason I divorced you... Well, let me start over. The only reason I married you Mm -hmm. was because I knew that you would be too young to understand Mm -hmm. the importance of a prenuptial agreement. Mm -hmm. And you were so rich Mm -hmm. and smart, but not... Not smart enough. Smart enough. Because I was so young. And I was young and dumb and broke. But yeah. I wasn't so dumb that uh-huh. I didn't know what a prenup was. But you were so broke that you knew what a prenup was and exactly. how to take advantage of it. Exactly. So when we got married, it was very exciting. We had that beautiful backyard barn. Mm-hmm. We raised a barn in an Amish community. Um, we didn't live there, but no. we, we like it was part of the ceremony that we raised the barn that we were going to get married in, yeah. and then the ceremony happened. Yeah. The ceremony happened outside. Sorry for referencing Therapist. Yeah, Is could you okay? quit looking at her? I just want her to have context. No, she doesn't need context. She read your book, right? You read the 
Yes, she she's nodding. She read the book. I gave her a signed copy. So I appreciate her reading it. Okay, well, anyways, after the wedding, um, that's when I started to think. How long legally did you have to stay married before you got the money? Yes. And I hate that it was instant for you because well, I was so in love with you. I know, and, 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 and I was glad to be so in love with. I, I could tell. Because you never refused any of the gifts. No, I loved the gifts. The car. The car. The, the Toyota RAV4. The Toyota RAV4. The house that I demanded be only in my name mm -hmm. because I loved you so much. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a manipulation tactic. That was just me protecting myself. And I loved the shoe. The golden shoe. shoe. <laughs> the golden shoe was really amazing. And, so and I thought it was weird that you asked for the golden shoe in a size 12 when you wear a size 6. Yeah. Well, I just, I just, you know. You said, oh, think about it. As we grow older, I'll grow into this. Yeah, because I knew my feet would keep growing after I was 16. Well, you um, played me, didn't you? Yeah. You played me like a little accordion. Yeah, and you know, and you know what? Here's the, here's the most important thing I want you to know, is that the day we got married, mm -hmm. I didn't have the plan to divorce you immediately. Wait, what? But the night we got married, uh -huh. I called my lawyer, Brian. Mm -hmm. And you figured it out that night? And I figured out that night. I said, Brian, how long do I legally have to be married to this tiny toast before I can divorce him and take a lot of his money? And he told me six months and one day. So that's why on your birthday, I served you those papers in that clown suit. Well, I guess it, it is nice to hear that during the wedding ceremony, you weren't thinking about it. No, during the wedding ceremony, I was just thinking about how did we get here? Uh -huh. We're not Amish. Yeah. I've never been to a barn raising before. I don't know if we're doing this right. Yeah. It, was, it fell it was, down two weeks later because we didn't know what we were doing. And Isn't it that killed silly? three cows. Yeah. <sighs> Those were... Um, it was a good time. It was a good time. You know, and I, and I, and I, don't, I don't regret it uh -huh. because of where I am now. Uh -huh. I'm now married. I know. Living in a huge house. The house that I bought you that we put in your name. Yeah. yeah. I remember. I sold the gold shoe. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I told you what I bought with it. Mm -hmm. My kid's college fund. Yep. You bought his fund, yeah. I bought his, my my male heir, I bought him a college fund. And he's going to Alabama, right? He's going to Alabama, boomer sooner. No. Roll Tide. No. You know the mascot. pig. Wait, Alabama. You roll know, Tide. Yeah, Roll Tide, but you know the the mascot. Is it a surfer? Is an elephant. Oh, it is? And can we address that? Okay, let's address the elephant in the room. He didn't go to Baylor, he went to Bama. I just, because he's my kid. <laughs> I just think I should have had a say in where he was going to college. We should also address the elephant in the room that I was three months pregnant when we got married. Yes. So. And so you were three months pregnant when you got married. And the day that our child was born, <laughs> my birthday, you served me papers in that clown costume. Because you said, the, everyone at the hospital was going through a clown phase. And they're like, it's so funny when the, I know. When the mothers who are giving birth wear the red nose and the I wig. I know, because it was like, then the baby comes out and it's kind of like one of those little jack-o'-lantern or yeah. like little pop thing. It was like, funny. Yeah, it was funny. But I was sad. Yeah. Because so, I was losing you and my son. Yeah. So there was a lot that happened on that day. And I know you I know you changed your birthday because of it. Yeah. But, but I want you to know that, that I am so happy now. And I don't think about you a single day. And that, that's pretty crazy because in retrospect, like on, on the other side of the same coin, I mm -hmm. think about you every single moment of my life. Yeah. And, and you know what? I have had your number blocked. The only reason I came to this therapy session uh -huh. is because my lawyer recommended that I go so that I have some of what you're saying to like use against you mm -hmm. in the restraining order that I'm working on. Uh -huh. 
but I I don't want you to feel attacked by that. I don't because the reason I came mm-hmm. and the reason I keep fighting yeah. is because I think I, I still believe in a second chance. Yeah. And, you know, if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. And I know also you've been desperately wanting a relationship with your son, but I did tell your son that my current husband is his father. Mm-hmm. And we've raised him that way for 19 years. And it's crazy that he doesn't even know my name yeah. or what I look like. Yeah. And I want to address that. Yeah, we should address that. So, you see, this is the part of the therapy session that I was hoping you could actually step in a yeah, little bit Yeah, can you more. chime in about what we're supposed to do with this? Why is she looking at us like Why that? Why is she looking at us like that? She's not, you're not, oh, now she's not going to fucking chime in. Oh my God. You think you're better than us? So now when we get to the hard part, the rest of this conversation has been so easy. I just can't believe... I'm paying $25,000 an hour for this therapist. She's the best in the biz. So. So you want to like get a drink after this? No. Mm. Lucas, I don't want to get a drink with you. Mm. I want you to stay 100 feet away from me Mm -hmm. and my son and his father and our house and my car, my Toyota RAV4. And I want you to also stay 100 feet away. Is 100 feet enough? What do you think? I think I think it's enough. Okay, I also want you to stay a hundred feet away from my movie studio, mm-hmm. from my yacht. Uh-huh. I invested your money really well. Does a hundred feet also mean below the yacht? If I was diving? <laughs> yes, it's the full circumference of the yacht. Okay, just checking. Um, I want you to say a hundred. Yeah, write that down. I want you to stay a hundred feet away from my shoe collection, and I want you to stay a hundred feet away from my parents. But okay. you can't get near your parents. Thank you. I love you. No, Lucas, I do not feel the same way about you, and I never did. I had a good time on our wedding day at the Amish barn raising. Mm-hmm. I did not have a great time. Mm. I would never want to relive that again. I'm glad you had a good time. See, I feel like you're not hearing everything I'm saying. Oh, I hear it. Okay. I know there's a little part of you. That wishes that I maybe would have done things differently, but probably exactly. not. Exactly. You wouldn't do it differently. I can tell that. Yeah. I can tell by your body posture. Yeah. That's what you're thinking, right? She's nodding her head. Why is she? Okay, good. She's Thank nodding God. her head, but she's not. She's not. She's, she's it's nonverbal. Not, it's not a yes, not. It, she's doing she's a diagonal. Doing like, she's going like this. <laughs> That's okay, not clear. There were a few other things, though, that I did need to just talk about before we end the session because I only have about five minutes left before I have to go be on set with Mark Wahlberg. Uh-huh. Five minutes with you feels like a, a five, min- five a minutes fine in heaven. In heaven. Okay. You always say that. You see, that's a, another reason why I know you're not telling the truth. Is because you've been using the same line since we were 16 and a half. The first thing I need to address is the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Why are you wearing my clothes? Okay, so I didn't know. And how did you get them? I didn't know I was going to have to stay 100 feet away from every item you owned. I thought it was only you. So when you leave the house, I thought I was allowed to be in the so house. So it's 100 feet of my house. It's my house, my things, my, my body. Uh-huh my family, and all the places I work and all the properties I own. I get that now. I misunderstood. I thought it was only your body. So once you left the house, I could go into the house. Mm -hmm. That way I could, you know, check on my son sleeping. But, okay. Wear your clothes. Why did you pick those particular out that those particular garments? Well, it's, um, it's what you were wearing when I first met you. (laughs) And I thought you seeing it on me would remind you of that time. Yeah. So you're wearing, so I was, I was, 16 when you met me so i was wearing that um tyler's that tyler's Tyler's hello kitty hello kitty collab t-shirt that you cropped yeah that i cropped which i see you're 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 wearing cropped yeah you didn't put anything underneath it that's how that's how you're You're wearing sophie shorts Uh 
super rolled up. Yeah. They're very short. Yeah. They're a bit distracting. In a good way? <laughs> no. Okay. Really, really in an unsettling way. Okay. Okay, and then I see you're wearing um, uh, the shoes that I wore when I was 16. Yeah. Birkenstocks, not broken in for my feet. Yeah. They are, they are too small. I am blistering. Yeah, and, and what I don't understand though is like, so you wore my clothes and it's weird and it's freaking me out, but you also did, you also wore my makeup. Yeah, deep blue eyeshadow, <laughs> mascara kind of clumped. Yeah, red lip. Because when I look in the mirror, yeah, I wanted to see us together. And this was the only way I thought I could do it. Okay, so I just wanted, I, it's been really distracting the whole time we've been talking, like trying to talk to you when you are doing that. So, um, okay. So, and then the other elephant in the room that I wanted to address mm -hmm. was um, the name change. That so, changed my name to Tiffany? <laughs> I want to know why you changed your name to my name. You want to address that elephant right yes, now? Yes, I want to address that elephant because it's not, it's not going to get you out of the restraining order. How? This restraining order is for somebody named Lucas, mm -hmm. correct? I don't know that person. Look at me. I look like Tiffany, and that's my name. And so I'm <clears> going <throat> home to see my son, mm -mm. to see my husband, you can't. to see the house that's in my name. Okay, I see what you've done there. And that is really, really smart. And I always knew you were smart and rich, mm -hmm. but now you're not young. But now I'm also rich. Smart. Smart and not young. Mm. So I guess we're kind of the same person if you think about it. I didn't want to have to do this, but I'd like you to take my life over <gasps> so that I can move away where you can never find me. You're willing to give it away? Yeah, give all of it away just to get away from me? Yeah. I'm willing to give you my house in my name, my car, my Toyota RAV4, my son, my husband. The movie studio, the, the yacht. The movie studio, the yacht. The shoe collection. The shoe collection. I can have it all? You can have it all, but you have to leave me alone. And you're my witness. You're our witness. She's our Jehovah's witness. I'll take that deal. Okay. Just uh, one thing. Okay. One big ask? One big ask. Or one small ask? You gotta say you love me. I... <gasps> Just then, Tiffany, the real Tiffany, keels over and dies. But luckily, the whole conversation was being recorded. And the moment she died, the recording was instantly sent to the New York Times. And a huge expose got written up about this fake Tiffany. If you've seen the TV show Inventing Anna, this is her story. This is the true story. And scene. And scene. Wow. wow. I'm sweating. I was scary. That was scary. I didn't know where that was going to go. No. I didn't know what I was going to say. When? The whole time. Really? I didn't even know what we were going to talk about when we started. That's crazy. It's crazy because when you do media training for interviews, uh -huh. like I did before this interview, mm -hmm. it says you should be prepped beforehand. But then you ended the interview with an improv scene where I didn't know what to expect. So it's like all of my media training went right out the poop shoot. And <laughs> oh my God, did you say poop shoot on an interview? It really seems like all of your interview training went like crazy. I wanted to get my message across regardless of the question. Thank you for doing that. Last question. You got anything else going on? Anything coming up oh, in the future? Some big things going on. Egg Party is going to be in Austin Sketchfest. <gasps> this is the first announcement. By the time this comes out, it won't be the first announcement. But it will be the only podcast announcement about Egg Party being in Austin Sketchfest, which I'm super excited about. And then also me and Gabe have my husband. Mm -hmm. I'm Gabe's wife. Don't forget. 
Um, me and my husband have a little comedy duo where we sing comedy songs together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also got into Sketchfest. So we'll have an egg party show on Friday night. And then me and Gabe will have uh, Tiff and Gabe do it live on stage for an audience. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. Um, on Saturday night. Um, do I have anything else to plug? Um, I don't know, but I just want to hype up Coltown and Austin Sketchfest a little yeah. bit. If you're in Austin or Texas or any of the surrounding areas, if you're all away even in Dallas or San Antonio, I think this event is definitely worth something to come to yep. if you can swing it. It's going to be really fun because not only just Austin local talent, they're flying in people from New York and Chicago and L.A. to do really, really cool comedy. Um, and Coltown's just an awesome theater that we want to throw our support behind. Yeah, super cool. And Sketchfest has been around for a while. So if you go check out their website, you can look at like some of the acts and some of the like people who are huge names now who like were at Sketchfest like three, four or five years ago. Um, so it's really cool to see kind of like the evolution of different people's careers. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'll be us. And maybe that'll be and us. And maybe that'll be us. Wait, hold on. Now we have to do the last segment of the podcast. Is this the end? Yeah. Okay, the, the end. last segment of the podcast is um, Tiffany writes Lucas a new jingle for his podcast. Because <gasps> so just- my original jingle is written by Gabe, Tiffany's husband. Yeah. But we all know that he's just like a musician and that I am like a lyricist. A lyricist. So I just have been working on a few ideas mm-hmm. that I just wanted to throw out to you. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, okay, so the first one goes like this Lucas has a podcast. He talks to people. Lucas has a podcast where he talks to people. He doesn't talk to dogs. He doesn't talk to cats. He doesn't talk to elephants. He doesn't talk to donkeys. He doesn't talk to anything except for people, people, people. Yeah. Okay, so that was the first one, and I don't know if that one is exactly what you were looking for, so this was the other one that I have as an option. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Breakfast is podcasting, li- listening to people, talking about all the things that I talk about. Everyone listens and no one responds. Talking my podcast, Lucas Mokochan. <laughs> so... Anyways, those are just two other ideas for your oh intro song. And so if you want to use either of them, I'll only charge you $25,000 in mm-hmm. Toyota RAV4, which was in my rider, by the way, mm-hmm. that you did not bring into the studio. It was supposed to be a Toyota RAV4 in the studio, yeah. according to her rider. I don't know where the producers got mixed yeah. up on that. So, um, yeah, those are just a few options for you later on to just think about. Maybe for your next season. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. About all the things that I talk about, everyone listens and no one responds. Talking my podcast, Lucas Mokochan. <laughs>